Hello, hi everybody. Welcome to Football in General. It's Rob Case. And Trevor Koppel. Trevor, look, if you don't want to work with me anymore, Trevor, please don't retire and get me fired. That's all I can ask. <laughs> all I can no, ask for. No, no, no. You'll, uh, you'll just get moved to the uh, front office. <laughs> the front office of Fig. That's right. Isn't that also you and I? I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Well, you've obviously never been to the front office of Fig. It's a very uh, spacious area. <laughs> it's in my mind. I, I it's preoccupied up there. Um, big week for uh, for returns and and uh, departures. Mostly just rearrangers. Is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of uh, shuffling people around, and rules and administrative duties and whatnot. Well, let's get to the uh, to the big the big news on hand, uh, but from a big guy, uh, you know, um, boy, you're really you you people, you people, our listeners, you people, all of you, all ten of you, you're <laughs> <laughs> you're <laughs> you're gonna hate me in this episode. That's all I can say. This I've mentioned in the past, and you know, episode forty three today, by the way, woo, um, <laughs> how. This is therapy for me, um, and in many ways it is. Football therapy exists. It's on the airwaves here. Well, I'm going to get a lot of things off my chest today, starting with um, Bruce Arians uh, being uh, retired, uh, not being retired. He supposedly did retire. He decided to resign um, and move into the front office, whatever that means. And uh, Tom Brady, well, we'll get to that in a second, having some sort of hand in it potentially Todd Bowles stepping up to the plate being a head coach I actually thought he was a great head coach in New York so I'm not upset seeing him back I'm just skeptical of the timing and not only that but just the uh the overall context to it um a little weird Trevor a little weird um that Tom Brady you know knowing that there was a riff last last year Avante David came out and said that there was some a lot of obstacles and things that were going on that they were trying to overcome to, to get better as a team well um all it took was one one swift mood and move and Todd Bowles, the head coach. And apparently Tom Brady's going to be running basically every aspect of the Buccaneers organization. So, um, the, the era of players is, has dawned upon us and the quarterbacks are more divas than ever. And they have every hand in the organization more than we think they do. What is your, uh, what's your reaction to this news? Let's say. So my, my initial reaction, I think, was similar to a lot of people's, which is, you know, this is a great development for Todd Bowles, because um, I, I, I think a lot of people feel that he was, you know, if if your first opportunity to coach in the NFL comes with the New York Jets, is it really a fair shake? Um, <laughs> Did it even happen? Right. Let's put it like that. Yeah. So, so you know. <laughs> He's getting his second chance. Some people would say his first real chance. And, uh, you know, I'm very excited for him. I think a lot of people will be. Um, I'd be, you know, you know what I haven't had the opportunity to do yet is talk to uh, a Buccaneers fan about this. And I do know a few. Um, But uh, I'd be interested to see what they think. Do they do they think that this is an improvement? Um, what what do they think about Bruce Arians? He did get them a Super Bowl, um, but uh, but yeah, good good for uh, Todd Bowles. Excited to see what he can do, and you know, taking a, a look at the bigger picture. If if I'm going to believe everything that we're speculating on with with how this all happened, and and you know, is Brady uh, at least. Uh, partly pulling the strings, if not completely pulling the strings to bring this about. I think, I think Tom Brady could be in for a big surprise, you know, because it, it's like that, you know, the grass isn't always greener. And it's like, okay, well, if you had a problem with Belichick and now a problem with Arians, uh, what, why should I expect you to just click with Todd Bowles? Yeah. But, like, do you think it, the rift between him and Belichick was even on the same level as him and Arians? Like, he didn't want Belichick fired. He just wanted to get paid more. You know? Yeah, and yeah like, so I, I have no idea. You know, but, uh, like, not, well, neither of us really do, but I assume he just, but it, from what everything said, and I've read the books, uh, the Dynasty and the other Seth Wickersham book, um, you know, he just wanted to get paid more. He just wanted to get paid fairly like a franchise quarterback, and they weren't really willing to do that, and they dicked him around on it. 
And then he went to Buff, uh, uh, Tampa when they decided. Well, I can imagine if he went to Buffalo. That would have been way funny. Um, he went <laughs> to Tampa and decided that that was like, you know, they were going to give him what he wanted. And New England was kind of too late for that one. So I, I don't, I mean, there was a rift. I mean, probably, it was probably just two guys who just gotten grow, who just grown very, you know, they weren't, they weren't fond of each other like they used to be. Let's say the uh, honeymoon is over, you know. And then uh, the, the subsequent uh, therapy sessions had ended too. You know, that they're reconciled. So I, I just think it's like one of those things where, yeah, I mean, it came out that like Brady was running the, running the thing. He basically designed the defense of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers running the Super Bowl against the Chiefs from what all reports are saying. And now, um, you know, he's running the offense last year halfway through. Uh, Arians takes over, red marks everything, turns into his offense to some degree. Him and Brady have a spat, and now he's out. I, you know, he brought him to the Super Bowl, but I mean, is he is he that good of a head coach? Uh, Arians. Yeah. So I mean, I, I'm not. I don't have it all in right in front of me, but I I think he's uh, I think he's always left a place better than he than he showed up. Um, you know, he he got his first real opportunity at greatness with with Tampa and with Tom Brady, but uh, but I would I would say, at the very least, I would say Bruce Arians is an above average head coach. Um, I think there are, are teams out there that would uh, be interested in having him as a head coach instead of just letting him, uh, you know, linger in the the pseudo front office role that he's in now. Um, so I think, I think that is something to keep an eye on where, where might Bruce Arians end up as a head coach again, or is he done head coaching? Hmm. Yeah. I, um, I presume he's done. He's like, what, 70 years old. Oh yeah. He's up there. Yeah. He's been yeah, doing he's it a done. long time. Yeah. Yeah. And he's had heart problems. It's probably better for him to like go to, uh, go back to the front office. At least that'd be sort of like a more relaxed role. So something he might transition better to. But like, look, like, you know, if you could go from Arians to the Bulls, I mean, that's probably the best situation possible in the league. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I think oh, Doc yeah. Bulls is a great coach. You I, know, I, um, I think it's so, so. That's that's what's interesting too. Bringing it back to Todd Bowles, um, I'd love to. I, I'm very excited to see what he's gonna be able to do uh, with this new opportunity as a head coach. Um, but, you know, do you think Tom Brady – I mean, I, obviously, I'm, I'm not asking if, if Tom Brady doesn't help them immediately. Um, he'd help almost any team he ended up on in the immediate future. But would it have been better for Todd Bowles to start fresh without the GOAT? Uh, or is, is this going to be – you know? I'd hate to see a situation where we're looking back and saying, yeah, his second his second opportunity was kind of squandered because, you know, they had Tom Brady and then they didn't have Tom Brady. Because uh, oh. let's face it, he's not going to have Tom Brady for long. Oh, I thought you were going to go with the, the, the route of, like, he's going to have to coach Tom Brady and nobody wants to do that. <laughs> no, well, I mean, there's all the stuff that be, comes with that, Brady. That's, that's a right good now. point as well. Yeah. Um, all yeah. these things that we're talking about with Tom Brady, he really is uh, the ultimate, maybe the only to this extent, you know, uh, player coach. Um, you know, he's he's seen you know more defenses from the perspective of the quarterback than almost anyone alive or ever. Um, and you know, he's he's been running successful offenses for more than two decades. Uh, so it, it, to me, it, it doesn't sound crazy that he would have a big influence on the defense and a big influence on the strategy for the offensive side of the ball. He, he knows these things from the best experience you can get. Um, but, uh, and that, that certainly is a unique challenge for the, you know, head coach quarterback relationship. Uh, but you know, Tom Brady, retires for real and you know where where is the team then uh because then they're right in the hunt with most of the league looking for a quarterback that isn't out there to find and uh and I guess what my question is 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 
you, do you think the rest of the roster is built to to weather that transition, or will we see a bunch of guys uh, leave for other, you know, leave for greener pastures or retire because they were playing for Tom Brady? Um, probably the latter. I mean, like, why would you stay there to play for Kyle Trask if you if your title window isn't open? You're like a veteran player, right? You know, absolutely. Why would you stay there? And so. That 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 goes into like a point of like so Brady comes back right, Arians leaves but Brady you know they reconstruct the team, they're all veteran players like Chris Godwin, uh, comes back I mean yeah he's really good I think he's like twenty six twenty seven but three year twenty sixty million dollar deal, uh, tore his ACL got franchise tag probably won't play this year you know, Giovanni right. Bernard just got resigned he was, average just veteran guy last well, year well and, and talk about Letter- Long in the tooth for a running back. I mean, Giovanni yeah. Bernard's been in the league how long? Like 10, ten years? years? Yeah. 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 Three, um, Leonard Fournette gets three years, 21 million. In a running back market where guys don't get paid more than like 12 million for like a three or four year period, you know, over that. So I I, I don't know. I, I, you know, none of these guys are going to be on that team. Gronk, I mean, and Donovan Kinsu, Jason Pierre Paul, you know, Vita Vea. He's young, but he won't be as long. He's young, um, you know, when his window comes up, Brady's. Levante David, you know, Brady's 46 years old, man. Like, I think people forget that sometimes. <laughs> I mean, the narrative is that he's he's played beyond father time, but I don't think we really know how old he is. Like, 46 is <laughs> pretty damn old for any sort of NFL player, quarterback included. Like, and people are playing a lot older these days than they ever are. Like, I don't know. <sighs> You know, the older Brady gets, the more he kind of pisses me off. There, I said it. Here it comes. Here it comes. Look, you know, I'm not like, listen, I'm from New England, right? Patriots Homer here, okay? You've heard it. Y'all heard me pick the Patriots at the worst possible games. I could have picked them. Like the AFC wildcard game, I picked them to win. They got absolutely slaughtered. You know, <laughs> like, so um, it's not that. Maybe partially. Okay, I admit it. However, um, you know, it, he's just, he, he, just... Oh, God, man. He, he's got he's he's got the ego now. He always has, but now it's becoming more of a thing. It's his identity, you know? Um, that he's just well, got this massive ego, and he's going to take over. It's like a LeBron effect. It's like LeBron James effect. It's like it's what all these quarterbacks and players are doing these days. Like, you just got to flex your ego a little bit. You'll get out of town. You'll get what you want, you know? Right. No team's going to so, sacrifice winning for that. I feel so. like uh, I feel like Tom Brady coming back for another season. It, there's a lot of good in it, a lot of positives, uh, especially. I mean, the biggest one being that this is such a quarterback-starved league. Um, but you know, if if you're looking just at Tom Brady, this could be a huge mistake. For for the one reason you just said, he is going to be forty six years old. Um, th- I mean, no matter who you are, no matter what you know, uh, no matter how good you are at not getting hit, uh, there's there's going to be a drop off in your game someday. And I know he didn't go out with the Super Bowl last year like he did, like he could have the year before, but. This could be the year that Tom Brady has to retire midseason. It, 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 if he doesn't retire on his terms in time, then that is the other possibility. Is he's, he's not going to finish a season the same way that uh, someone like like Brett Favre or Donovan McNabb, you know, their last year, their last seasons, they just they couldn't finish. Uh, so uh, that's that's another possibility. Yeah, like, and I, I don't even want to go beyond that. It's just, like, it's just Brady. Like, uh, and he has an incredible effect on the team, you know, com- competition-wise. Everybody, everybody, everybody believes in him. He's basically a coach. He's a genius when it comes to football logic. Like, I think if anything, like, if he does get hurt, like, he'll still have an impact on the team. Regardless, I mean, injuries happen. They're part of the game. Especially when you're 46, you're more vulnerable, theoretically, than ever. I don't know what's keeping him alive or upright um can think of a few, a few things but 
<laughs> you know, I'll let that one go. So, um, I just, <laughs> I just wonder, like, you know, it's like LeBron, you know, it's not the same level of LeBron trading for like all these first round picks for like Russell Westbrook and all these like crappy old players. And they're like, they're just terrible. You know, there's no, there's no like chemistry. Tampa's going to be fine. They'll make the playoffs next year. The NFC sucks, right? Outside of the Rams and like, I don't know, maybe Green Bay. NFC's terrible, you know? They'll make the playoffs. No problem, you know? I just can't help but wonder, like, what is this team? Like, okay, how many how many of those players liked uh, Bruce Arians? You know, even though he's still, in the, he's still in the house. Like, how many of them really liked him and he liked them being there in the day-to-day operation and, like, didn't like that they were, that him and Brady were arguing and then saw that he made him leave or made him go into the... Well, I think he did. I mean, regardless of any, any, any other report, I think he did. So, um, you know... He, and he totally did. I don't even say I think. He totally did. He absolutely did. <laughs> he absolutely did make him leave. You know? I, I, what kind of effect is that going to have in the locker room and everybody else in there? Maybe it won't have any, and we're just speculating. But uh, that's what we do here. <laughs> so <laughs> we, we, we take shots. You know, we, we throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. And um, I can't help but just be a little bothered and just kind of, I don't know, a little over this the Tom Brady thing, man. I'm just, I'm over it. I'm over him constantly getting his way and doing these things. Like, I know he's really good. He's the Michael Jordan of football and probably the greatest of all time in a lot of sports respects, whatever that means. I don't, you know, it's just, it, I don't know. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch. It's hard to, hard to, hard to, hard to even talk about because we're just, it's like Aaron Rodgers, but like not as bad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, and he actually gives us a lot of really good, uh, you know, um, stuff to talk about in regards to him. So, um, yeah, uh, you like Todd Bowles. I like Todd Bowles. We both think the move is pretty, uh, uh, is it upward though? Is it more, you know, is it lateral? Like what, what kind well, of so movement is this? That, 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 that's going to be a hard one to predict because, of the situation there in Tampa with Tom Brady. Um, I think uh, I think it'll be an interesting season to see how this shakes out. But then, you know, how committed are the Buccaneers going to be to Todd Bowles post-Tom Brady? And how much of, you know, let's, you, you say they'll make the playoffs, and I think that you're right. But let's let's envision a scenario where the Buccaneers don't make the playoffs and Tom Brady retires for real, you know, how much of that gets put on Tom Brady and how much of it gets put on Todd Bowles and, and what kind of commitment do the Buccaneers have to Todd Bowles going forward without Tom Brady? Those, those are the compelling questions in my mind. Um, right. And, and, and on the flip side, you know, you know, the, the extreme other scenario is, you know, okay, Tom Brady wins one last Super Bowl with Todd Bowles as head coach in Tampa Bay and and calls it quits, hangs up his cleats. Uh, is that good or bad for Todd Bowles? Um, obviously, you know, having a Super Bowl win is is good for any coach, but in terms of his future and longevity as a head coach, not being just a blip, even with a, a Super Bowl, um, you know, how what, you know, I, I feel like there's an inverse. Uh, ratio there where the more successful he is with Tom Brady the more pressure he's putting on himself post Brady uh, and again you know I, you know I could be wrong about the future there could be a lot of of uh, you know not obvious extremely talented uh, uh, quarterbacks in the pipeline coming out of college but we definitely don't have a lot of optimism right now um, that that there's a bunch of uh, franchise quarterbacks just waiting to get their chance, so it's uh, it's a tricky situation from Todd Bowles' perspective. Yeah, no question. Um, it, it really is. There's a lot of things to tiptoe, especially in regards to Tom Brady. Man, we just can't can't keep his name out of our mouth. There's no uh, no reference to anything that happened this past weekend when I said that. Um, you know, it, you know it, it's going to be interesting to watch this kind of uh, play out. And apparently Brady's kind of involved in many different positions around the organization. We'll see how that works. 
can there be too? Is is it a good thing to have too much too much Brady? Is is the good is a question here? Is it a good thing to have him involved in all these different processes of the off the offense, defense, front office, or is it just kind of like, you know, um, yeah? I mean, we want him there because he's a genius and he'll impact those positively. Or is it kind of like, oh man, you know, here comes Brady again. <laughs> here comes all his perspectives. You know, is that well, a good? So I I whether it's good or not, I think really it. it it depends on what you're focused on. Um, if you're focused on the Buccaneers as a business, then I think Tom Brady is really good for business. Um, regardless of how much success they have this season, uh, it's a home run having him back on the team in terms of merchandise, ticket sales, all the all, all that stuff. Um, but uh, whether or not he's going to have a positive impact after he's gone, that's the real question, uh, in my opinion, is, is you know, because, you, like you said, he's getting involved in the, the defense, the offensive scheming, the front office, all this stuff. Um, and is he going to leave a void when he's gone where now they're scrambling to get their feet under themselves? Or is it going to be a... a a lingering positive impact where, you know, the, the people he's working with have learned so much from this, this singular, uh, you know, source of football knowledge. And, and he's just going to leave this team with a good sense of itself and, and, and knowing what they're doing moving forward. It's really hard to say. Time will tell my friend. I think you need a good point though. It's, it's kind of like when he's gone, what happens then? Maybe he'll be in those positions for like a long time, you know. Regardless if he's playing quarterback or GM or what have you, you know. That's maybe he'll be there forever. He could, you know, he could it, retire as quarterback like, and make a move, yeah, uh, almost like uh, the one Bruce Arians is making right now. <laughs> it could happen to him. Yeah, it's very possible. <laughs> I I always think that like football is like Tom Brady's crack. You know, it is. It's crack to him. Like he's not going to go away. Like I doubt he'll go away even if he retires. So he'll still be around the game somehow. Like, these guys always find out some way. Peyton Manning's probably the only one where he's around the game but not involved directly in the game, where he's still extremely relevant in the game, if that makes any right. sense. I think I like, know exactly what you mean. Like, that makes sense. Like, yeah. yeah, like the John Madden sort of, like, effect, you know? Yeah. Um, and even even then, like, you know, Manning has all the shows and everything else, but, you know, and he commentates. And, yeah, he's definitely, he's like kind of like New Age John Madden to a large degree. Wow, that was a good take. You hear that take? You hear that? It was good. It was a good ass take right we, there. Yeah, uh, we kind of know what we're talking God. about. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Been doing this for a while. So, uh, moving on, I want to get to another thing for me to complain about: the overtime rules change. Wow. Um, I got to tell you what. I'm not like. Listen, I'm all for change around the game. I'm all for like having um, updated rules, and especially when it comes to player safety and whatnot. I'm not one of those guys that's like, why can't they hit him in the head anymore? Step on the step on their spleens. Like, no, man, it's make football violent again. <laughs> yeah, right. Like Jesus. Okay, let's <laughs> chill out, man. You know, if you really want something that violent, go watch UFC or something. That's why there's alternative modes of entertainment. You know, right. Um, I, I'm more or less along the lines of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So why fix this other than people complained? I don't. I almost. Started dropping bombs here. Other than people complained about the Kansas City Buffalo game, and then possibly even that New England Kansas City game, like two or three years before that, why change something where overtime is overtime, and it's always been sudden death in the playoffs? Because the NFL is greedy. They want more money. They want more television ratings, and they want to be fair. Because somebody had to complain about it, and the owners brought it up. That's why. And everybody's pissed because it was one of the best games they ever watched, and they wanted to watch more of it. And that's fine. I get it. You can't always get what you want. And I tell you what, that game wouldn't have been nearly as good if it didn't end with something like that happening. So that's yeah. my take. You can't I've, always get what you yeah. want. But if you try yeah. sometimes, you'll you'll get the NFL to change their overtime rules. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> son of, I think that's son how the song goes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, so I mean, it, if it were up to the uh, NFLPA – there'd be no overtime. You know what I mean? Ties would be ties. Um, because that's, that's, that's their, their, the thing that they care about the most is player safety. 
and every additional play, especially the further into a game where players are getting tired, technique can get sloppy, uh, you know, one more play could be the play that would see one of these players, even a star player, in a catastrophic injury. So, so if it were up to the players' association, there would be no overtimes, and if you can't win it in regulation, you both lose, which is what a tie is to football fans. Uh, so I, I did think that the sudden death was, you know, it, obviously it's not going to make everybody happy, especially in an offense-heavy league where winning the coin toss is uh, is huge in overtime. But it's also not the decider. Um, we, we saw it happen last year. Uh, it doesn't happen all that often, but a defense can step up and win it in overtime. Um, and, and I think our listeners may have heard me say this before, you know, the way the rules are written, the way they were written, and will continue to stand for the regular season, both teams do have a chance, even if both teams don't get to have the ball on offense, okay? Defense is football. Your defense is your football team just as much as your offense is, and they have the opportunity to go out there and and walk away with the W. Um, if anything, I think that this this should be sparking a debate uh, towards how much, you know, a, a myriad of other rule changes in the last decade, decade plus, have really shifted this towards a, a offense, uh, offensively dominated game where the offense is so much more important than the defense. And, and that I think is something that, that, uh, anyone concerned with rule changes should be concerned with, because if we lose, uh, you know, defense as being, you know, the other side of the ball. Uh, it's, it's, it's huge to what makes this game fascinating to watch. Um, it, you know, you're watching your team, you're on offense, you're excited, you want to score. When your team's on defense, you don't change the channel, okay? You don't, you don't go, you know, get food while, you're, while your team's on defense. It's compelling to watch your team on defense. And, and you should be able to cheer for your defense to go out there and get the W in a sudden death overtime. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree. 100%. And, like, it's an offense-driven league. You hit the nail on the head. Of course they're going to put make the offense go on uh, both sides and be able to win the game. Uh, it's, and, their, and their opinion is more compelling. And uh, Maybe the fans these days like it, and I sound like an old curmudgeon who's yelling at the clouds. Could be. Who knows? Um, I'm not old. I am curmudgeon and I have a hard time seeing the clouds. So that's not true. But <laughs> with that being said, um, you know, the way I look at it is it didn't, it didn't like completely mess up the, you know, the quality of the games and it, it granted it's just for the playoffs. You know, I, don't know, I just thought it was fine the way it worked and the sudden death made it fun and a big touchdown could occur at any time because the defense is already spent, and you might see something really awesome happen that'll be on a highlight reel for the rest of the rest of forever. Right. You know, um, I just love that idea of that that just anything could happen, and when it does, like game's over, you move on to the next season, kind of deal. Like, how cool is that? Instead, it's like because the playoffs, we got to be more fair, and it's like these teams well, got here. We got to be more compelling, and the, the fans want to see more offense, and blow, you know, and it's like. So, so you're telling me, one second, you're yeah. telling me that when they do the coin flip, a team has a choice to kick in the playoffs and overtime. That removes the fun out of it. The coin flip is compelling. It's it's got a lot of anti to it. You wait to see what's going to be heads or tails. The, the seconds are sort of ticking ticking in time, like they're slowing down. You wait to see what's going to hit the grass. It's tails. The other team gets it. Oh, my God, I hope our defense can stop them. How is that better than, well, we'll still get a chance if they score. And then we'll go back and forth like college. I'm sorry. That's nothing I want to watch. That's not what I want to watch. No. Well, and, and that's the thing. So, Obviously, people are going to disagree on this in terms of what they want to see in the overtime. Uh but this uh, this argument about about whether or not it's fair, uh, I've had about all I can stand with that because uh, first of all, we're talking about overtime, 
Okay, so whatever happens in overtime, your team had four quarters to put this game in the bag, and they didn't. That's undeniable, and and that's I mean that that to me that's the part that's getting lost in all this. It's like listen, you're you're debating endlessly about what's fair in overtime. Yeah, and and then you know beyond the fact that it's overtime and your team didn't get it done in the allotted time that they were supposed to. There are well-known, well-understood overtime rules. Okay, whatever they are, they are what they are, and it's the same no matter which team. You know that the rules apply to both teams equally, and you have a chance to go out there and get the win. If your defense isn't up to the challenge, that's a loss. It's just the way it works, man. You play to win the game. That's right. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You know, I, I mean, Herm Edwards couldn't, yeah, right? Herm Edwards couldn't be any more right about that. You play to win the game. So if you have to play your defense to win the game, and that's your, that is your hope, and you put it all into them, and you game plan in overtime, and you just coach, outcoach the other person, you win the game, theoretically. You get your offense back on the field, and you win. That's the way it should be. I, I yeah, I'm, I, we might be making too much of this overtime rule change. I, I just hate when this stuff happens. It's such a waste of the league's the, the league's well, time. And let's why are face they it, when, why are they doing this? When it comes you know? to your team, it, it, it's it's great if we can always debate a team or a scenario where where we're not invested in one team winning or the other. But that's almost never the case. Even when it's not your team, by the by the time you get to overtime, you know who you want to win, right? Uh, I mean rarely do you not go into overtime and still say, oh, I just want to see good football. By then, you know who you want to win. Uh, And with the rules the way they were or the rules the way that they now are, you're always going to be able to point to and be like, well, if the rules hadn't changed, we would have won. Yeah. You know, and it's like, yeah, that's 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 overtime. That's football. You know what I mean? Yeah. But. The rules are the rules, whichever rules you're playing with, whether it's preseason or sorry, uh, regular season or, or postseason. Uh, you know, somebody's got to lose, and then that's the whole point: is we don't want ties, right? That's the big thing: is we don't want a tie. Uh, so somebody's got to yeah. go home a loser, and whether you lost it in regulation or in overtime, you're always going to be able to point to it and be like, "Well, if only," you know. But it shakes right. out the way it shakes out, and, and that's why we watch the game. Well, like, okay, so then what else? You know, I hate to be the, the slippery slope guy, but that's kind of who I am on this show. Who, like, what what else happens when, okay, so you got this rule, and then what? You know, because this isn't how it ends. It's like we were talking, we talked about this earlier in the season and what have you with the playoff games. They're not going to just stop at seven teams. They never do that. If something If something works... And they make more money off it, even if it is kind of making up some people pissed. The NFL is going to milk the crap out of that. So, like, <laughs> well, you know, they both got possession, but, um, you know, one team scored on the second possession. But the other team needs another chance. <laughs> right. You know, because they get they got to score, too. I don't. I just don't think this is the end of this whole thing. This is not how it ends. This is not how it ends. So No, no. If, if yeah. I was going to, you know, if I had a crystal ball to look into... I would I would guess that uh, that this is a tiny step in a in a direction that that the league will continue to head in. Uh, you know, will it be next year or the year after that the that the you know uh, playoffs overtime rules become the regular season overtime rules? And are we going to have an 18 game season? You know, uh, uh, a 16 team playoff? Uh, all these things are uh, are, are almost certainly going to happen somewhere down the line. Uh, yep. For for exactly why you said it, it's a business. Um, it means lots and lots of money. So, Absolutely. Uh, you know. Yeah it's it's gonna it's gonna continue to go that direction is what it feels like to me. Well, let's talk about a team going in in, in the direction of the wrong way, <laughs> and that's. The New England Patriots. Wow, there it is. Uh, Robert Kraft this week. Uh, In case none of y'all saw this, Bill Belichick is on the hot seat. And how do I know this? Listen to this quote. 
Robert Kraft said, at the owners' meeting, which, by the way, an owners' meeting in March. I just can't help but laugh at that. And in Florida, like, these guys don't meet, like, enough on the side or, like, wherever else. Like, you know, they have the designated place in Florida to meet at. Can you imagine what an owners' meeting is like? Like, just imagine what an owners' meeting is like. I can't even begin to imagine what it's like (laughs) to get these guys together. Oh, it sounds freaking terrible. Like, a bunch of, like, Q-tip white people, billionaires, all hanging out in the same place. Like, super insufferable with their big fat armies of really rich people that hang out with them too it sounds really really bad uh, I'd, I'd like to see like a hard knocks <laughs> on the owners arguing over the future <laughs> yeah. prices of pork bellies <laughs> that would be so freaking funny a hard knocks oh man i hope hbo is listening to this or not <laughs> anyway um <laughs> anywho I'm I'm a Patriots fan. I'm a Patriot fan. Big time first, Kraft said. And more than anything, it bothers me that we haven't been able to win a playoff game in the last three years. I'm happy that we had, I think, a great draft last year. And it made up for what happened previous four years or so. Wow. Uh, So, uh, I look forward to hopefully having a great draft this year. That's the only way you can build your team long term and consistently have a chance of winning is having a good draft. Boy, he sounds like kind of a cheapskate, which most of them probably are. Like, no, you can also spend money, Robert. You know, in this in no, well, that's free, what, free that's, agency. That's my first Anywho, take on it. Is like, yeah. it's the only way. I feel yeah. like it's an important aspect. Like, like the yeah. better you, I mean, it's it's you know, I'm I'm telling a lot of our listeners that water is wet when I say that having a good draft is good. Um, you know, but uh, of course it is. But teams, the the success of a team doesn't live and die with the success of their draft prospects. Um, oh, absolutely not. But this um, is an owner talking. Exactly. Know? Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, the, the the Patriots aren't. You know, they're not the Tom Brady Patriots anymore. Uh, and uh, and yeah, I mean they're they're kind of, you know, wh- whether or not they stay there or not, they're kind of. Uh, returning to the middle of the pack at the very least. Um, even so, I think, I think, uh, I think Robert Kraft is just a little too, uh, a little too used to that dynasty level success because man, the, the Patriots, they're not where they were, but they're a lot, in my opinion, the way I see it, they are a lot better off than a lot of teams out there. They're, the problems that they're facing in terms of a roster and what they need to do to get a, to get to the playoffs and win, um, they're, they're not insurmountable issues, not, not compared to some teams. I mean, some teams just, just traded away Russell Wilson. Um, so, yeah, I, I think uh, – I don't think that there's a lot of sympathy from the rest of the league for a team like the Patriots or or an owner like Robert Kraft, because um, uh, I you know I think I think you know Bill Belichick in the hot seat yeah it sounds out that that way I don't think Bill Belichick's going anywhere and I don't think we've seen the last of Bill Belichick's success in this league um, that that's I mean it'd be I mean speaking for all the non-Patriot fans out there that's too good to be true. Um, it's not over for Bill Belichick and the Patriots are going to disappoint a lot of other AFC franchises fans, uh, in, in several post seasons to come. So that's, okay. That's my prediction. Well, you, okay. So you say that, and I don't, I don't disagree. Like there, there's a lot worse positions to be in, in terms of NFL franchise. There, there certainly are, right. You could have a really bad owner. You could have a, not a Hall of Fame coach. You could not have a good a rookie, good rookie quarterback, and among other things, right? However, right. you could also, in New England's case, be in an AFC where it's absolutely freaking loaded, and you were the sixth seed at ten and seven last year. And like, I could do an exercise if you want. We can name the top seven teams in the AFC, and the Patriots aren't there. Then. I'd be curious if if we would still feel like they're in a good position. Can we do the top seven teams in the AFC right now? All right, yeah, let's let's go. Okay, through. in no particular, okay. I mean, in a, in a general sense, general right, order. right, right. Let's just start with the uh, team that represented them in the Super Bowl last year because they're definitely okay. top seven. That's the Bengals. Okay, Cincinnati. Um, so Cincinnati's right. in there. Maybe they're not number one, but they're certainly in there. Um, okay, we've got. Uh, let's see here. The uh, 
the AFC West. That's another four teams right there. You're going to pick all four. If we're going seven, yeah, I'm going to take at least the uh, the Chiefs and man, it it, it so it, it's a tough one. I you know, let's just say that three out of those four are in the top seven. We don't know which one's going to finish last in that division yet. It could be. It could be any one of them, actually, with with everything that's changed this off season. Okay, uh, Buffalo. Right? Buffalo so is definitely in there. Buffalo, I'd say, is top three. Okay, um, top three. Okay, so, so that's, that's five that's though. Five right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you've got teams like, like uh, you know, the Colts. Baltimore. Sure. The, uh, Colts. Sorry, Indianapolis, Baltimore. Okay. Um, okay. We have no idea what Cleveland's going to look like. Cleveland, um, okay. And then the Steelers. This I, I really think a lot of people are sleeping on the Steelers right now. Um, Mitch Trubisky is not a sexy off-season pickup, but I think the winds are blowing the right way right now in Pittsburgh. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think that the Patriots are in the top seven. So. Here's my top 11, because we've named 11 teams. Cincy, Buffalo, KC, LA, Denver, the Colts, Baltimore, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Miami, Tennessee. We didn't say Miami or Tennessee, but we can assume they're probably better than New England. You know? Yeah. That's 11 uh, teams. Yeah. 11 teams are better than New England. But, uh, and and I'm not saying you're wrong for being focused on the AFC, but it is only one half of the league. Um, You know, You've got 11 teams on that list right there, uh, and that might be, you know, there might be three, maybe four uh, NFC teams that you would add to that list before the Patriots. Um, but, you know, to my point, you're talking about being middle of the pack, which is kind of what I described. They, they kind of return to that median level of success. Um, I don't think that they're going to have to fall down to the level of the Jets or uh, the Lions or the Texans before they do come back the other direction. And as far as these teams that we've listed above them, teams like the Dolphins, the Titans, uh, the Raiders, the Chargers, I mean, the, 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 uh, the Chiefs, they... This could be the beginning of a downward spiral for the Chiefs. We just don't know. Um, but uh, the uh, the Patriots have some things in place that are pretty invaluable, not least of which is their coach. Yeah, but Bill's 70 years old. Yeah, that means he knows what he's doing, right? <laughs> I mean, have you seen who he's got in the coaching staff right now? Do you want me to tell you the two guys? One okay. First I'm off, one of them's Matt. <laughs> okay, one of them's Matt Patricia, right? Do you okay? Matt Patricia ha- puts a pencil in his ear, and you know they write on tablets, right? Mm-hmm. They don't write with pencils anymore. So what is a pencil for? It's to chew on. Right. Okay. And <laughs> Joe Judge, who just came back from New York, who was terrible and was like the worst press conference person in the history of man. <laughs> that's who on his coaching staff he doesn't have Josh McDaniels anymore they got they lost Dave Ziegler he went to Vegas they um, lost who was his name uh, the wide receiver coach there that was supposed to be really good he's an offensive coordinator now in Vegas too um, golly I can't remember his name uh, it doesn't matter they lost him um, they don't have Ivan Fierce running back coach he's been there for 30 years so who's coaching the offense like, you know, this is why I'm saying Bill's kind of on the hot seat. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what what is going on with this team? You know, I, I'm i not saying it because I'm a New England fan. I thought this is the first time we've heard, really, we've, we've heard um, Robert Kraft speak on anything in probably like three or four years. I don't think he's talked a lot in the last three or four years, to be honest. I think he's had, not, not, he's had very limited, um, like, media exposure so like for him to come out and just be like they didn't even ask him any questions he just came out and said that like yeah man bill's on hot seat we've we've sucked at drafting and um yeah i mean we got to build to the draft which is fine i mean it's just like an old school approach obviously like the rams a bunch of other teams proved otherwise you know but like it's it's um just interesting 
You know, like, Kraft's like, dude, like, it's on you, man. We went, we didn't pick up Brady. Like, you know, Brady's I leave, so this is on you. We don't do anything next next year. I don't think Belichick has a job, to be honest. You think he's got a one-year leash right now? I think he spent $190 million last year, and most of those guys weren't very good. And second year with a, head, with a quarterback, no offensive coordinator. Who's coaching Mac Jones is beyond me. Like, I think there's enough, like, kind of clown car stuff going on in New England right now to justify getting rid of him if, you, if it's a bad year. Yeah, so. well, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm very cautious when it comes to big changes at, at coach or quarterback because there's just – it's such an important piece of a successful formula, and it's a real, real roll of the dice – to to give someone a second chance, to give someone their first opportunity at head coaching. Um and man, like it's almost like the Tampa Bay situation with Tom Brady. Like like uh you know, let, let's say Tom Brady hadn't retired, he wanted to keep playing, but he didn't have a good year last year, right? The, the crazy scenario, I know. But are you telling me that in this league you could just say you're not doing it, so we're going to move on? That's the way I feel with Bill Belichick as the head coach in in uh, in Foxborough. It's like, listen, maybe he's not living up to expectations, but can you really tell me that you've got a, a, a better option in the pipeline right now? Because it's just it, it's it to me it feels like you'd be crazy. To, to move on from Belichick right now. I mean, he's 70 years old, man. Right. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Are you that crazy? I, how, how long is this guy going to coach for? They can't, like, he doesn't sit in the, the film rooms like he used to. He, like, he doesn't go to the pro days like he used to. You know? He doesn't do anything like he used to do. I, I, I don't think it, it's like, it's, his life is not the same revolving around football like it used to be. I, I wouldn't surprise me. Like, you know, the the media up there is like bloodthirsty. Like right, they right. want something to happen. Like and they want it. Like you know, Kraft hears it. I feel I am like sure. so, I feel like they need to reevaluate their expectations of success because you know that that Patriots dynasty. I don't think it was all one or the other. I think it was the combination of Brady and Belichick. Uh, to get rid of Belichick now, I mean, he took your team to the playoffs last year. I know he didn't get a win, but getting to the playoffs is success. That's success. Yeah, um, I don't, that, I don't that's, doubt that. That's more than most teams get to do every year. So the Lions I, have been there like twice in like 60 right, years. Right. So, <laughs> so, so I, don't know. I, I feel like yeah. Brady, or sorry, I feel like Belichick would need to start missing the playoffs to really be on that short of a leash. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I, I just, you know, I mean, he, he. you hit the nail on the head in the beginning. Like, everybody's pretty spoiled when it comes to that dynasty in those years and everything. I think we always, we always, I, I think, I do think that, like, they take for granted in that organization how big of a, how big of an impact Brady was to that, to, to that organization and how many Super Bowls they would have not won had he been there. Right. Had he not been there, you know, and granted, maybe Brady would have done nothing without him. It was definitely two to tango. You know, they said it throughout the years. It took Brady to build Belichick and vice versa, you know. Um, I just, you know, it's like, why should I have faith in this team? You you know, like people who are trying to turn things around, like teams, they go out and spend money. They did. They draft well. They had a pretty good draft last year, you know. However, like they don't just like, get lazy with coaching and scouting and everything. They do everything. I'm not sure where Belichick's at anymore. I mean, I just wouldn't be surprised if it happened to be the case where it was like, dude, I gave you an open checkbook and you signed these guys and they all sucked, you know, or they weren't, they didn't play up to their contract and rarely did. It's anybody in free agency. Um, and you didn't make the playoffs and you're like the 12th or 13th best team in the conference. <laughs> 
I mean, what what else can you say? How do you come back from the 12th, 13th best team in the conference? Like, you just expect to go 5-12 and 12 again the next year, you know? Uh, so See, that that really, you're, yeah. No, how do you come what do you, back from you being middle so? of the road? Like, you're talking about <laughs> coming back from being middle of the pack. How do you come you're, back from being bottom of the barrel? Okay? The Patriots well, okay. aren't there yet. The Patriots, you don't. Well, we're not playing no, a year teams yet. Do. Teams do come back from being bottom of the barrel, okay? Rarely. No, it happens. There's plenty of parity in this league. Um, yeah, but for how long? As long as it takes, but I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I just it's... don't think that the Patriots are as desperate as, as you're describing them to be. They're, no. they're, they're one of the 32 teams again. They're not the singular, unprecedentedly successful team anymore, and... Probably there never will be a team like that again. Uh, but, man, the Patriots, uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I don't have sympathy for them. They're doing just fine. They made it to the playoffs. You can't feel bad for a team that made it to the playoffs. Well, that, that's, not, can... that's not a lack of success. That's success. Making it to yeah. the playoffs is a good team. That's a good year. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. N- not New England, though. It's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not enough. So before we get off here real quick, uh, Bobby Wagner, five years, $50 million. Too much money? Good good move for the Rams? Or what do you think? Real quick. Well, depending on how it plays out, because <clears throat> these things are always structured different ways. Um, it, it's great for Bobby Wagner the way these deals always are good for the player because he'll get uh, a, a significant amount of that up front. Whether he plays one year or five, he'll, he'll get – a pretty big payday for this move. Um, you know, it, it, I, I think that Bobby Wagner's got big impact ability left. Um, I don't see him being that guy another five seasons. Uh, and if I had to put a prediction on it, I don't think he'll play another five seasons. Um, it's great that they have him locked down like that. It, it's good for them and for him that, that they have those things in place. Uh, but I think that uh, the the L.A. Rams are looking to catch lightning in a bottle twice, whether that's this coming season or the next season. Uh, Bobby Wagner could be a really big part of that. I don't see him being a difference maker, you know, four years down the road. Yeah, I'm not I'm not 100% sure what that contract looks like. I assume, like, the first two years are, like, partially guaranteed. And I think then, like, so. Nothing... I think I heard yeah. something like... Uh... I think he, he's guaranteed something like twelve million in the first season, like next year. Okay, um, so, so that that's that's yeah. great for him, um, and I, I don't think I think that's a good price for for the Rams as well. Even if he only plays one more season, uh, I think he'll be really impactful uh, on that defense. Um, man, it, it's looking like a stacked defense. I know Bobby Wagner is is definitely veteran status when it comes to his position. But uh, I don't think there's any reason. You know, I, I feel like if I was going to compare it to say uh, last year, the Vikings acquiring Patrick Peterson, I think this is an even better move than that one. Um, mm. I think I think Bobby Wagner on that defense in that conference is going to be uh, a difference maker in the regular season, and I expect him to be a difference maker in the uh, in the playoffs next year. Wow. Uh, I still second team all pro, so like he still had a good year. Like, Absolutely, second best of all middle linebackers. Uh, six feet, two forty two, thirty one years old. Um, can't help but feel like that's not a big enough. Like those those um, what do they call them? Uh, and 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 I guess they would be linebackers because they're small, but yeah, it's really speedy. They don't they don't I don't know how they hold up for very long, but uh, he's a hall of famer. And oh, yeah. um, and if he can, I mean the Rams are all in, man. So if they can get him. Back to the NFC Championship game at a minimum with him at the helm. Well, it's and, a pretty good damn, damn you know, move. We're, we're talking about his immediate impact as a player on the field because um, that's that's the business that we're in. But uh, I do feel that uh, bringing him in, bringing guys like Patrick Peterson in, uh, it's kind of like uh, you know I'm I'm a total Vikings homer. But when when the Vikings had. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Captain Munlin. Yeah, I mean, he was more. He was one of those 
player coaches. You know what I mean? They, they yeah. brought him in because he could help out, he contribute on the field, but his real value was helping teach these young DBs that they're trying to develop. And if, if Sean McVay knows what he's doing, that's the real value I see with Bobby Wagner. Yes, he's going to be a great player on the field next year, but where I see real value with him is if they draft some young, talented middle linebackers uh, in some of the middle rounds in the next two seasons, uh, the sort of, of knowledge that he can impart to the players. Because when it comes to bringing along talent that you get out of the draft, the coaches are very important. They play their part. But sometimes the player needs to hear it from another player, a player that's had a lot of success at the position they're trying to be successful at. So it's a good take. Yeah, it's a good take. I, I like this move by the Rams. Like the move a lot. It's though it's all it's. There's no risk. I mean, the money is what it is. They're going to pay it anyway. So <laughs> right. Um, whatever. You know, it's all reward. So um, and I, I like the player. Uh, he's dependable. Uh, I, you, you hope it's not one of those guys where he, he's been playing 16, se- 16 game seasons so long that his body's just done. You wonder why Seattle cut him. Uh, I wonder if that's mutual, but he said he didn't see it coming. So um, he's going to have to play Seattle twice a year. Wow. Uh, they just have so effed up their whole season next year. Seattle, between yeah. that trade with, with bad, Russ and. Bad times for Seahawks fans. I, I mean. I almost feel bad for him. <laughs> yeah, right, just like the Patriots. Okay. Well, any any last thoughts, sir, about uh, this week in the NFL? So. Um, you know, just that uh, you know, we, we haven't discussed it in a while, and, and I've been so busy I haven't really looked into it. Um, can you tell me anything about the USFL's upcoming season? Is that is that in April or is that in May? April 16th. April 16th, um, first, it's just first, a couple weeks away, oh my gosh. First week, right. So, I uh, don't know where it's airing. I think it's on ESPN, ABC. There, whoever, it, wherever it airs, that's who owns it. I'm pretty sure ABC owns it or something. Disney owns it, what have you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, surprise, they own a football league. So, um, so keep an eye out for that, folks. There will be some more talk about it. We'll hopefully get on next week and have a preview for you just for, this, for, for you know, for, for the hell of it. Yeah, do the best we can. About- I get so. really excited about these spring leagues. Um, you know, there, there's always a few names you recognize, but the real, the real fun is in the names that you don't know unless you happen to have followed them in college. Um, it's it's exciting these guys that aren't in the NFL getting a chance at at a pro career, even if it's not in the NFL. And then there's always a chance that they can uh, transition into the NFL. So. Um, yeah, I'm getting really excited for this, uh, uh, you know, I, I always do, and it could be another heartbreaker. History would tell me that it will be. I'll, I'll get invested in this league, and then they'll pull the rug out from under me. But until that happens, I'm very excited about it. Two weeks from tomorrow, um, it'll be airing. It's owned by NBC Universal, So Peacock, it'll be on if you have the cock. Um, <laughs> it's going to be on USA and FS1. Um, so first game, April 16th, 7.30 Eastern, uh, so two weeks from tomorrow. New Jersey Generals at Birmingham Stallions. Do the best we can to preview and talk about it. I don't really know what the hell we'll talk about with regards to the USFL, but we seem to be doing pretty well with the op- with no football so far for a month and a half, so we'll, we'll wing it. So <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> That's all, all we right. can do here. So right, anywho. That, I'll just say uh, Rock Chalk Jayhawk. There you go. All right, Final <laughs> Four is coming up. Uh, or is it? It's it's tomorrow. It's tomorrow night. That's right, tomorrow. Uh, wow, WrestleMania is tomorrow night and Final Four. Boy, oh boy. But you better have a good place in your couch, folks. You better you better order pizza ahead of time. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a long night for those pizza people. So, uh, anywho, uh, at uh, Rob at Football in General uh, uh, podcast on Instagram at Bobby Lon Instagram. He's at Trev Geo Dude on Instagram. We. Are found a lot of places. You can bring us anywhere you want. We're on the we're on the go. We're a podcast, folks. You can download us anywhere you are. You can bring us to your friend your friends' parties, to bar mitzvahs, to um, well, uh, Easter's coming up. Feel free to hide us in a <laughs> hole somewhere, and uh, maybe somebody will find us. We'll be the, the Easter egg on the go. So uh, yeah, I mean, who would want a present like that? A talking phone, because uh, well, or and or my voice and Trevor's voice and. Um, good old hot takes. That's what they're cooking up. Don't put us under the ground. You could start an earthquake. So, <laughs> um, anywho, that's uh, football in general for you. 
until next week, at some point, possibly a week after, well, you'll find us here. We're out.